This is Podflix episode 212. I'm Willie. I'm Nish. You guys forgot how to do it. It's been a long time. It really did. Takes a little while to get us synced up again. Yeah. Sometimes, have I ever told you guys this? Sometimes, because we we really fuck this up almost every week. And sometimes when I'm editing, I have to like line up the tracks and stuff. I'm like, oh, did they just fuck it up or is the tracks misaligned? And like, it'll really mess with me for a minute. Well, this time you can remember we fucked it up. (laughs) <laughs> so last time we were all together it was dungeons and dragons which you know when did we release it and when did we record it is the question yeah i have no idea all good questions so you're mean, talking on top of each other again they're really fucking me up guys <laughs> so we released this uh in, we released it in late july but i know we recorded it way before um, that before before july before july definitely before july I, gentlemen how are you Hey, that's my line. <laughs> oh. How was your summer? What did you guys do? I went to summer camp. Oh, did uh, you get a girlfriend from Pennsylvania at summer camp? Uh-huh. You know oh. it. You know All it. Right. <laughs> She's really cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Canada. She I wish you guys could meet her, but she's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like that kind of bullshit doesn't fly anymore because, like, kids today just be like, "All right, show me a picture on your phone." Yep. Yeah. What's her? Yeah. What's her Instagram? Yeah. Yep. Doesn't work. I learned some things, guys. I've been learning some things about. Um, maybe this is not good show talk. We're doing it anyway. <laughs> Use it in the show. <laughs> oh no. We know it's well, not going to be cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the Bullet Train episode recently, and I made okay. some joke like, "Ha! I'll just edit this out." <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. I listened to it too, and it was like you, there's like this whole two minute thing. You're like, I'll just edit it out, and it's like, well, that didn't happen, did it? <laughs> uh, I learned um, the way teenagers use Instagram now. Oh no! Okay. Do I, do we... Well, you know, when we were in high school, you kind of had to go to the mall to see all the kids for all the girls from the other school or boys from the other school. They basically, everybody's Instagram when they're young teenagers, 12 to, if they have it that young, to like 16, 17, they all have private accounts. Because, you know, creeps out there. Good. Sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you still have your picture, and then it says private account or whatever. And basically, the kids are just like poking around at every other school trying to figure out who all the hot kids are in the other schools. And then they try and get them to follow them and then figure out where they are and show up at that roller rink that day to go flirt with them. So it's like so they use the technology as a way to like figure out who the people are, like get the lay of the land, and then try and show up. Now, is it? But is it like a thing where like you 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 show up at the uh, you know at the soda soda jerk and like you you run into your your crush and, and do you admit that that's what happened or you play it off like it's a coincidence? I don't think you have to. I think you basically know that they've arrived because you you're. At some point, I think what happens is like you have friends that are friends of like it's like the Kevin Bacon game. So yeah. maybe they don't follow you. So you can't see each other yet. But then you start following each other. It becomes like a whole fucking thing. You know, no, I, no, I know. But like like so I show up and I'm talking to the quarterback of the basketball uh, quarterback of the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, is he dreamy? Is totally he also, dreamy. Is he also, also from also Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's how they. That's how they do basketball in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, like, do they? Does, is it like an like the thing I'm driving at? Is like, is it like an open secret? And everyone's like, yeah, I know I, you probably just found out where I was and, and like met me here. Or is it like, Totes. oh, what an amazing coincidence? I don't think people are. I think anything's a coincidence anymore, based on the way they publish their lives online. Yeah. So, right. so, so I guess the assumption is that like the person who is already there is just like. There's no need to say it. They're just like, oh, they're here and they must know I'm here from it because of my Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Or they're probably like we were when we, they are like we were when we were 14. Like they're here. Do you think they like me? Right. Well, sure. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Were they here to see somebody else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. Because they're not the only ones there. And they're there with their friends. Maybe they're just there with their friends. Right. And then they chicken out. Don't talk to each other. But then send them text messages. 
Right. <laughs> Strictly yes or no. Anyway, here we are. Pause. Is water going to shoot out your nose? What's going I don't on? Know. <laughs> Sorry. Still laughing at quarterback of the best. Okay. <laughs> uh, this week, we watched The Meg. Um, who's, this was Paul's choice? This was my choice. I wanted to watch this movie. I, You know, every once in a while, you see a preview for a movie, and it just grabs you. And you're like, I don't know what it is, but I really want to see this movie. And... For some reason, like five years seeing ago, the previews for <laughs> oh well, it was really seeing the previews for the sequel, and I was like, oh, man, I do kind of want to see this movie. Like, it looks like insane and ridiculous, but like in a really good way, and I wanted to check it out. So, I was able to convince you guys to watch this, which I didn't think I'd be successful at doing. Yeah. Uh, the conversation went, went, off. The conversation went something like, "I think we should watch the Meg," and the two of us were like, "All right, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. I was like, wow, that, that was easy. Did not take a lot of convincing. <laughs> The Meg to the Trench just sounds like a shitty porn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, do, I do not want to think about what that porn really is. really did not do any market research on the name of that yeah. one. Um, before we get into the movies, there was, Paul, was there something you wanted to chat through? No. Okay. <laughs> um, let me ask uh, some broad questions before we talk about the Meg then. Um, sharks. Sharks. Do we like shark movies as a whole? You have like Jaws, right? But do we? What are some of the other shittier shark movies out there? Well, the other you're some guy, right? The other Jaws movies, <laughs> there's right. I, but Paul's gonna watch them because he's a completionist, right? I mean, yeah, but I've, we also. I've I mean, we watched Deep Jaws Blue movies. Sea. We watched Deep Blue Sea for the show, I think, didn't we? I I've seen Deep Blue Sea, but I don't think I watched it for the show. We just watched mm-hmm. it for funsies? I, I, well, or, or maybe one of you watched it for the show. Just had this conversation the other day, and it's like, is that the one with Paul Walker and Jessica Alba? And they were like, no, it's uh, Into the Blue. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not really a shark Deep movie. Deep Blue Sea is, is the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, where he's like, the first thing we got to do is shut this, you know, whatever he says. Yeah. Close this hatch. And then motherfucking hatch off this motherfucking boat. Yeah. Yeah. And then the shark cuts him in two. <laughs> Any other shark movies come to mind? I'm sure there are some, right? Like, I don't know why I can't think of any right now. But by and large, like, these kinds of movies aren't movies that I watch. Like, there are, I feel like at least there used to be a lot of movies like this. I'm thinking of movies of, like, like Anaconda and, like, sure, per, like, the per, there was, like, Piranha movies. Yeah, and Piranha like, There's 3D. just, like, movies about, like, scary creatures, you know. Um, I don't, and I don't usually watch those kind of movies. But for, yeah, but this one... Sign me up, baby. There we are. I did not remember this movie at all when it came out. I do remember seeing the Meg 2 trailers and being like, huh, they made a second one of those. Um, Nish, why don't you summarize this thing and then we'll we'll, we'll pick it apart, apart a little bit. Sure. So the Meg is from 2018. It's a Jason Statham movie. Um, so um, basically, uh, Jason Statham plays, what's his name? Jonas... I wish I had this open a second. Walker? Is that his name? Jonas Walker? Taylor. Jonas Taylor. There we go. Um, Who is a... He's a rescue diver. And um, in the beginning of the movie, we basically see that he's trying to save this crew of a submarine. And uh, while he is trying to save it, he he kind of sees slash feels the sub being rammed by a gigantic creature of some kind. And so he makes a decision to kind of like... uh, save whoever he has saved so far and like leave or else they're all going to die and the sub blows up and uh, nobody really believes him he kind of like claims that like there was this huge 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 creature like gigantic creature that was like ramming them and and nobody believes him and one of the other people who was with him this doctor um, kind of like adamantly says like now like he's like you know he was like psychotic and like suffering from like deep sea sickness and uh, didn't know so months go by or years i don't remember quite how much and um jonas taylor is kind of like he doesn't do dives anymore his like professional career has been kind of ruined and he's just like a drunk off somewhere um meanwhile this uh this basically sea laboratory i guess called mana one is um as is being funded by this billionaire played by rain wilson um and they are exploring whether the Marianas Trench, which is the the deepest part of the ocean in the world, is actually deeper. 
Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it's deep, but could it be deeper? Um, they, they, they believe that what has been thought to be the bottom of the trench is actually just like a layer of like this, like thick gas, I guess, which is like, if they can like penetrate down through it, there will be like a hidden world down there. Um, spoilers they are correct there is a hidden world down there so they go down there all sounds so sexual keep going i know so so this this sub um goes down there containing uh among other people um um it it has uh what's his name jonas's ex-wife and and also hero yeah hero nakamura is in there um playing toshi um and uh and they run into the self-same creature that Jonas had seen all those months or years, however long it was, ago, um, which turns out to be a megalodon, which is a, a real thing. A megalodon was a prehistoric shark um, who was gigantic. Um, it was like 75 feet long or something like that and um, isn't supposed to exist anymore. They went extinct like about two million years ago. But lo and behold, there is at least one megalodon. Turns out there are more. Um, who are down in this trench with them. And the movie kind of goes from there. They, they have to call Jonas back in to rescue the crew of the sub. And then uh, unwittingly, they kind of create a situation where the Meg is able to follow them up out of the trench into like the, you know, the normal ocean. And, uh, and they have to kind of contend with it from there. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to pull apart here. I wanted to start with the way the movie starts, because to me, it's been a minute. This had a very 80s action movie feel in the beginning. It's been a minute since you have one of those like you basically start a movie in the middle of intense action. And that's basically setting the stage for who the character is. That felt so 80s to me and struck all the right notes. I wanted to see if you were slightly lost, what you thought, how you felt the way kicked off, the movie kicked off for you guys. No, I mean... It- I settled into it like like a comfortable like lounge chair like it like it was like I know I know exactly what's going on here, um, and you know you know having grown up and seen tons of those kinds of movies, so no it 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 totally it you know it totally made sense it, it, and it actually like you know it it really reminded me of like a movie like Jurassic Park like the way like that that movie kind of starts um, yes very much. You know, very like you know, a, a mystery monster thing going on here to kind of like suck you in and, and intrigue you, and yeah, now it works. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally agree. I, I felt like it was a, it was a good way to bring you into it with like you know, it's it's like, you know, just enough, pardon the pun, to hook you, um, you know, where it's kind of like, okay, what's going on? What is this? And and you know from the title that it's like, okay, this is the megalodon, but it's like kind of a, a, a nice way to kind of get you into the world of rescue diving, I guess. And, and kind right. of who Jason Statham's character is. So very quickly, we get introduced to him. He's a drunk, right? But he kind of snaps out of that real quick. And very now we're introduced. He's a very handsome drunk. Yes. Um, An incredibly ripped drunk. Yes. It's funny. One of my favorite scenes of the movie is when um, uh, the, the daughter yeah. um, sees him all naked and shit. She's like, oh, what up, buddy? You know? <laughs> Um, so we meet him and then immediately are kind of thrust into the scene where he's got to be action, action guy. Did you guys think, I, I felt this was going to be, I recently saw the movie, the abyss mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is going to be a, a movie about him trying to get back his ex-wife. And the movie totally does not become that. No, like the, the reoccurring for me, at least the reoccurring theme of this movie is like, huh, they're kind of wrapping things up. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Um, because there's at least two times in this movie where I'm like, I'm like, I know what's going on here, and then they just wrap up that that part and go on to something else. And like the rescue part was one. I was like, okay, this is what the bulk of the movie is going to be, right? Like rescuing these people, and it's like, nope, that takes about twenty minutes, and they're done with that part of the movie. And and yeah, I was not expecting that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and and like you said, that that happens a couple times during the movie. Where it's like what what you assume is kind of the main push of the movie. It's like oh no, like it's it's we're gonna just keep going from this. It's just like a little part of it. So essentially, I think from there though, um, and you hit the nail on the head, right? We see the Meg. He saves he saves his ex wife. Unfortunately, hero doesn't make it. Nope. 
he, he sacrifices but, himself for the others. From <laughs> and from that point forward, we are zigging and zagging where this shark has an like a thirst for blood that cannot be quenched. Sure. I mean, you know, he is or she is a 70 something foot shark. I mean, they, they got to eat. But anything that is in its way with yeah. as a, if as a light, this shark is eating. Yeah. Right. If there is with the exception of one very lucky vibration or whatever, like he's all over it. With the exception of one very lucky dog. <laughs> Pippin. Which Pippin? Pippin. Pippin. Yeah. This movie. All right. So within 15 minutes of watching this movie, uh, as the shark is just destroying everything, eating everything, I was like, okay. There are those movies that fall into two categories. Well, there's many categories here, right? But there's the, this movie is so bad it's good. That was not this movie. This no. movie was pretty good, actually. But it immediately fell into, this movie is so stupid it's good. Because the plot of this movie is actually quite stupid. Yes and no. So so, so, so here's what I thought. Like, yes, I, I do think, like, if you if you list what the plot of the story of the movie is, it's dumb. Um like many action movies, to be fair. But I do feel like one thing that I found very interesting about this movie is that, like, there are a bunch of, like, action movie tropes that are very annoying, in my opinion, that this movie just continually would avoid in, in a way that mm. was like, huh, okay. Like, it's like, so I mentioned in the little premise that, like, one of the guys who's with him is this doctor, Dr. Heller, who, like, is adamantly, like, like, is, like, does not believe that this Meg exists and was like, no, no, like he like left those my friends down there to die. And he like gives like kind of like testimony against him. He's like kind of the guy who like ruins his career. And like it is very much set up that it's like, oh, OK, this guy's going to be kind of like the 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 antagonist of the film on the person level of things. And instead, it's like he goes, he does that 20 minute rescue. And when he comes back, the dude's like, I was wrong. I admit it. Like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, yeah. and it's just kind of, and from that point on, he's like a cool dude, like the whole rest of the way he sacrifices himself for like another member of the crew and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. Or like another point is like, um, when he comes up from rescuing his ex-wife and, and not hero and like other people, like the daughter, the, the, the oceanographer daughter or whatever, who's like, ends up being his love interest, Su Yin is like mad at him and is like, you know, you just leave people because that's what you do. And it's just like, okay, like this is like this dumb thing where it's like she's just like the the story is requiring her to like not understand and like not be this way so that like later on she can like have this epiphany. And that epiphany comes in the very next scene. She comes like into <laughs> his room and is like, I'm sorry, like I, I overreacted. Like I know you were trying hard. And like and it's just like, oh. Okay, well that's that's over and done with. Like he's not gonna have to like fight to like win her affection or whatever. It's like it's like, like very it. quickly done. I appreciated that personally because I kind of feel like those tropes are very played out, and it's kind of like it's it's when characters like behave a certain way just to, to like have drama in the story. That's kind of like, but like, come on, like like why would they continue to be this way in real life? And you just get used to it, so you expect it in these kinds of stories. But it was kind of refreshing that in this one it was like, oh no, like that's not gonna happen. Even another one is even that like, so Rain Wilson's character does end up being kind of bad, but like, but, but before that happens, he's like kind of normal. Like he, he's like a little douchey, but like you can understand where he's coming from when he's talking about like, look, like I'm funding all of this and like putting a ton of money in, like we have to like do something with this. And I also feel like he's like kind of helpful, like during like a decent chunk of the movie. Where he like he helps like someone who can't like he helps someone who can't swim into the boat and like somebody else falls over and he like picks up a thing. He has the idea to like fire the tracker at the at the shark at one point that like nobody else was thinking of. And it's kind of like this is like refreshing. Like it like it felt like a little different like like the characters didn't feel like the one note characters that I thought they would be for for a, for a lot of this. And I, yep. I thought that was interesting. Like I wasn't expecting it at all. I, I agree with that. And and to to build on that, you know, the, the plot does some of that work too, that like in a movie like this, they generally don't do much work. Like one of the things is always like, all right, like like we know these are our heroes. They're going to have to fight the monster. How in the world are they, they going to justify that like these guys are going to fight the monster? And it's like, well, are you going to call the military or whatever? And like in another movie, it'd be like, yeah, and I'm coming with you. And it's like, 
all right i guess you're coming with us why like <laughs> yeah. yeah and in this movie like they actually come up with like a very believable explanation for why like they're on their own basically and they have to solve this problem um that that actually like makes a decent amount of sense and it's like no i get it like um and i know this movie is based on a book um and it's actually based on a there's like a whole series of books mm. um, that take place in this universe and I wonder, like, if the fact that, you know, these were, you know, novels or whatever before helps, like, you know, that, that the characters have more development, like, the plot's a little bit more thought out. Like, it, it's weird. Like, it, like, parts of it don't feel as, like, slapped together or as, like, they, they, like, they, they knew they were making a silly thing, but, like, they still did a good job making a silly thing, if that makes sense. Like they didn't turn it into a, an overly serious thing. They're like, no, this is still like a silly thing, and we and we know what we're making, but we're gonna do a good job making it. And I feel like that's, you know, that's not something you see all the time. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, right? Is um, there's a big supporting cast here, and they all have things to do. Statham is we should, we will talk about him last because sure. I I I don't think this movie. Quick spoiler: I I really like this movie, and I don't think I do without Statham there. So, um, anybody else jump out to you other than Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson jumped out to me quite a bit. I really liked the love interest. Uh, Bing Lee. Her name is Bing. Her name Lee is Bing Bing, Bing. Bing Lee. Yeah, or Lee Bing Bing. Yeah. Um, plays Union. I always like Cliff Curtis, man. Like, sure. but did anybody else like jump out to you guys in the cast or anything about about the rest of the cast jump jump out to you? The um the the guy the other guy I don't know who, who it is the other guy in the submersible who makes it out in the initial rescue. The guy, the the guy who's his character's name is the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, that that guy actually, I really like. Yeah. I like him too. I was, I was, I was was sad to see him go. Yeah. Yeah, Me too. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he'd probably be the other person I would say too. That, that kind of jumped out to me. I, I, I guess the other person who stood out to me, but maybe in a less good way is while it is perhaps believable, I found like the 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 guy who plays uh, his character's name is DJ. The guy who's like the guy who like does the rover, but like can't swim. Oh, but, yeah. Like he has his like kind of freak out moment at one point where he just like starts like rambling about like I'm in the water and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like that. That was a point where it was just like, all right, this feels like the action movies that I, like I don't love thing. Like, mm-hmm. like this part I could do without. Like he's like, got a big part in the Meg, too. Does he? <laughs> all right. Good, good to know. Um, like even even if it's maybe believable that like a guy who can't swim and is like kind of stuck in the middle of this would just kind of like totally lose his shit. Like I can get that, but like it still felt very like movie rant a little bit. And you know, I maybe would have forgiven it if it ended with him being eaten by a shark like Samuel Jackson <laughs> style, but it didn't. <laughs> so did not. What yeah. did you guys think of Ruby Rose? So. Ruby Rose is the one person who I did have an issue like with like character reaction. And it's, it's a minor thing, but like it really stuck with me in a weird way, which is that she lands in the water at one point. I don't think it's the point where the doctor sacrifices his life for her, but she's in the water and rain Wilson throws her like a, a, a ladder and like helps her up out. And she's like, thanks. And he's like, yeah, no problem. And then like not more than like 10 minutes later, they're like in this is after the second Meg has come eaten the wall and the first Meg and like injured the 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 lead scientist guy. And like they're heading back in like the little boat or the two boats. And Rain Wilson is like on the phone, like kind of being obnoxious, but he's like trying to call like a helicopter and stuff like that, which does eventually come. And like she says to Dita, she's like, you think we'd go any faster if we threw him out? And it's like he just saved your life. And like he also like is like trying to call out like it feels like a very weird thing for her to be like really snarky about him when it's like he saved your life and he's like trying to like call in like reinforcements which he can do because he's a billionaire it's like feels not the right time to like snark about like that he's being annoying or obnoxious yeah i agree i think i've i've seen her in in several things at this point and (laughs) it's always like it almost works, but never like never quite come to comes together for me. Um, and I feel like that's kind of true in this 
in, in this situation too, where like her character like didn't quite like a, felt a little bit like she was in a different movie, um, in in a way that like didn't didn't quite gel. I don't know. Like, and it's 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 annoying because it's like just off a little bit enough to be like noticeable, but like it's not like oh man, she's terrible because she's right. not terrible. Right. It's it's just. She's just a little bit out of sync with like everybody else around her. It feels like a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about Statham. To me, this is a different role. He's normally, it is an action movie. Don't get me wrong, but he was not. And he killed the shark with a harpoon, right? But um, it wasn't to me the way I normally see him where he's like doing tons of fucking karate, kung fu, kickboxing, rock'em sock'em you know fighting types of scenes he had a lot of swimming shit and i was like huh i vaguely remembered i'm like was he like a swimmer or something like that did you guys know that he was like on the the, the olympic diving team for for england no i didn't know that yeah he's like an amazing swimmer right yeah yeah and you could tell i was like damn he moves really really well in the water in the in those scenes i was gonna say like i hadn't thought of this before but when you were saying that i was thinking like this role and it's like this role is like maybe a little more of a of a Dwayne Johnson role, kind of like I think so a little bit like like only in the in, only in the way that it's like I feel like his roles nowadays like he he's very much like you know the like the main guy in them and he's like the hero but like there's like more romance of some kind like and and like like it's more of like a leading man role which I don't feel like Jason Statham usually has even in movies where he is the main character, like the transporter or whatever. Like, it's not like, like this one, it was very much like, it's like, oh, they're building this like relationship thing, like slowly between like him and the kid and then him and the, and, and, and the mom and like, and that kind of stuff. And it's like that, I, I, like that to me is the thing that felt different for me, at least from Jason say the movies that I've seen. I agree with all that, but I think at the same time, they very much like this, feels like i don't know if, you know i don't know if the script was changed later or, or stuff was changed but like this feels like a movie that was like written for jason statham it was like, sure yeah, yeah yeah it plays to everything that he is good mm-hmm. at like his brand of charm and his brand of you know when he can be like you know brash or whatever like all of that stuff like it plays up to the best stuff that he can do in like a way that like works like it it lets him shine at what he's really good at and doesn't try to like pigeonhole him into a different kind of role did they ever talk about him being a james bond i think i've heard uh, his name come, the, I, I i think i have heard his name come up like not the way that like idris elba's has or something like that but right like, but yeah, i don't I think i don't know if he, i don't know if he could be a james bond right because he's he's not like maybe when he was younger but like now he's like not suave right like th- like the Jason Statham who made Transporter is more James Bondy than like, you know, I know I bring this up in every podcast, but like the post Fast and the Furious Jason Statham is like, I feel like a very different mm, character. Sure. So what do we think of him? I mean, I liked him a lot. I thought he made yeah, the no, no, movie. No, I, right? thought, I thought, I thought, yeah, no. My, my favorite parts of the movie, obviously, forget about the fact that he's the star of the movie. I really love the interaction with him and the daughter. Me too. How she kept she called him yeah. crazy and like they, they built this little bond. She's in the yeah. second one. I I forgot that you were talking about, you know, who stood out and I never named the daughter, but I would say she stood out like she, she was good. One of my favorite scenes was she's that, that little orb, that ro- remote control orb thing, which I definitely had one of those. And then the shark bites the glass. Yeah. I was like, damn, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was, was very affecting. He has really good chemistry with her, really good chemistry with, um, her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, like they ha- they legit have like a have really like charming chemistry together. Surprising, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the shark. <laughs> Special effects, first of all, not that bad. Yeah, they were, they were done. They were decent. Like they weren't. Couple of shots, especially towards the end, when you see the shark more, gets a little wishy washy. But I feel like they did a good job shooting around like the, the, you know they didn't show too much right you didn't see so much shark that you're like this looks ridiculous um it was a lot of like it's under the water and here's the shadow and you can see the fin and you can see some of the mouth and like 
you know, and, and they shot it like intelligently where it's like, I think it was probably mostly a budget issue. It's like, man, it's really expensive to show this shark. Um, but it, you know, when it comes to a shark movie, less is more. Always. Yeah, no, I, My, I, would, I would, I would agree. And, um, the, I'm trying to think like what other special effects were. I mean, even though it was like it, I don't think it was anything new or groundbreaking, but it's like, you know, the, the way they had the lost world down below the trench, like before the shark comes like that looks cool too, you know, and they mm -hmm. put, and they put those like lights in the various places and it kind of lights up and then go through it. Like, I, I thought that was like a cool scene to kind of see that like before the Meg actually comes. So I like that too. My favorite scene was, I don't know if I call it special effects heavy, but special tricks heavy is uh, the, the Chinese beach scene. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought that scene was kind of fairly well done. Like I, I liked the different things they had going on with like the platforms and like the anchor that the Meg's pulling and then those guys mm -hmm. and like the gigantic like plastic ball things. And you knew like as soon as you I saw it, back. it's like, OK, this scene is a failure if the shark does not pop pop one of those <laughs> and eat the guy. It's, it's like you, you got to do that. And thankfully they did. <laughs> So that scene, just prior to that scene, that was my second fake out moment where I was like, yeah, they're probably wrapping. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to the running time or whatever. I was like, yeah, it seems like they're wrapping things up. And it's like, and I was thinking like, man, this movie's had a pretty low body count. This is like before they discovered the second Meg. And I was like, this this, this movie's had a pretty low body count. And I was like, well, it is PG-13. Maybe that's what like these kind of movies are these days. And then like, you know, and then the body count really ramps up yeah. <laughs> in the last like 20 minutes of the movie. That that I thought for sure that kid was gonna get eaten. Yes, me too. But instead, they just had him licking his popsicle. Just, just. I also definitely thought this was the kind of movie that's gonna kill that fucking dog. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. 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 I was very surprised to see that dog alive at the end. Rain Wilson got eaten hanging off the side of a whale, right? Yes. Yes. I remember that correctly. Yes. Yeah, in a pretty good scene. Where, I, I, like, I like that scene a lot, actually. That was, yeah. that was one of my favorite scenes. That, okay. He got the Samuel L. Jackson scene yes. where he just gets eaten out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of the fake out for a second. Like it eats next to him and then he thinks he's safe. And then especially just like the thing of like when it eats him and just his hands still hang in there. Like the rest of him's gone. Yeah. There's not a lot of blood in this movie. There was a big body count, but not a lot of blood. That water would be so red. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's the PG-13. Yeah, right and when there. you got a shark that can swallow people whole, like you don't, you don't necessarily get a lot of blood, I guess. Right. Anybody have any um, complaints or issues with the fact that this seventy-five foot long fucking shark is swimming, um, you know, right by the edge of the shore? I did wonder about like the the, the level of like it's like wow, this beach gets deep very quickly. I guess real quick, <laughs> falls off. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how they show it. Like underwater, it's there, and it's just like man like it's like that is that is a deep beach like like they're not that far out as far as i could tell but maybe they're further out than i thought i mean and, and like not that this is a justification but apparently real megalodons were shallow water sharks um how did i know that how scientists know anything um <laughs> so no I don't know. At that point, you know, the like I was, I was, I was on the roller coaster of this movie and didn't and didn't really care. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like you know, buffet time. Let's see this shark eat a whole bunch of people. I love that scene. I loved everything about it. I thought the setup was great with the party with the fucking dog. People like just packed. People for some reason inexplicably being incredibly stupid. Like if I was on one of those docks and a shark started pulling me, a shark the size of a whale started pulling me. I'm jumping off that goddamn thing. Yeah, I had the same thought. Why I am like, I why are they holding on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, I'd be out. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about with the movie? Oh, how about how how he how he gets killed? How the Meg gets killed? Uh, in in terms of like what Statham does, or like, yeah, okay, yeah. How do we feel about Statham free swim in the ocean? And stabbing him in the eye. Stabbing him a, in the eye. I mean, the stabbing him in the eye, I think, is fine. Like, 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 like that makes sense. Like, that is a weak point. Um, that it makes sense he'd go for the eye. The being free swimming in the ocean in the first place. Uh, like, I mean, I mean, whatever. 
Yeah, uh, this this. Uh, do we have other stuff we want to talk about? Because like I I I, I could I, I, I could segue this into into my final thoughts. Go for go it first. Right. So I I think I'm gonna end up being the low person on this, which is not to say I didn't like the movie because I did. Um, it all in all, I was pleasantly surprised, like I said, by like what I thought was gonna be like a very like aggressively dumb movie like kind of wasn't like it was like much more competent than I than I than I thought it would be as a movie um but I will say like the one thing that I did have a bit of an issue with is like so like the fact that he's free swimming in the ocean and that it's like I kind of wanted more of that shit like you give me a movie about a goddamn megalodon that's like chasing after people and it stars Jason Statham I want it to kind of be batshit crazy and this movie wasn't batshit crazy and I kind of would have liked it to be more batshit crazy. I feel like that's what I'm going into thinking and and I guess I felt like this movie was like it definitely wasn't so bad it's good like it was good like it was it was like a decently made movie but I felt like it could have been a little crazier than it actually was like it it I I felt like it was like a little tamer than I would than I wanted it to be like I know these like, you know, these are very different movies or whatever, but it's like since we're talking about Jason Statham, it's like I felt like this movie could have used a little bit of crank in it, like just <laughs> just a little bit of like, OK, like that, like like the, the parts I liked the best were the parts that kind of lived up to that a little bit. Like um, another scene I liked a lot is when that second Meg comes, even though it meant killing off one of the characters I liked that that wall guy, like its entrance is like is kind of batshit insane where it's like they've killed this Meg and then this much bigger Meg out of nowhere, just like jumps, eats the guy like, and like while it's still jumping and then eats the other Meg and like, just like flops over the boat. It's like, well, that's fucking crazy. And like, that was like, I wanted more of that through the movie and I kind of felt like there wasn't quite enough. So that that's my complaint. I would say with, with this movie is that it's like, I feel like with the premise, I expected it to actually be a little crazier than it was, which I think what I thought I was going to get was a batshit crazy movie that was also bad. And instead I got a movie that wasn't as batshit crazy as I wanted it to be, but was like decent was, was like much better made than I thought it would be. So with all that said, um, I'll go with the three, but I could be convinced to go up to a three and a half. Like it's, it's, it's good. I would recommend it to people. And you know, and I think you guys liked it more than I did. So you can go ahead and recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give this movie a four. I like, like this is this is like very much a movie that succeeds in setting out what it wants to do, right? Like, like like you said, like is this is this great cinema? No, it's not. But like, is it wildly successful at what it wanted to be? Yeah, it totally is. Um, like it's it's more competently made than it kind of has any right to be. Um, and yes, I hear what you're saying. Like there is a little bit of that, like. Am I going into a movie where like Jason Statham is going to harpoon a seventy foot long shark in the eye twenty feet up out of the water? Like that is a thing that happens in this movie, but it, the rest of the movie doesn't feel like that kind of movie necessarily. Um, but I think it I think it builds. I think the craziness builds nicely throughout the movie, and I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I will. Based on the preview, it looks like the sequel just picks up at the craziness level of the movie this movie ends at and keeps going so um we'll i'll see what happens but um yeah like for somebody who's like doesn't doesn't love the quote-unquote creature feature like this is a good this is a good movie um and definitely worth seeing hmm. I'm, I'm more on paul's camp it's a four out of five for me as well um i've been talking about this recently with a handful of people I was like oh, i watched the i watched the meg too also by the way um, this one's markedly better than than the Meg Two, mm. like substantially better. Um, sure. because this one definitely to me falls into the, the it's so it's so stupid it's good. There's so many parts like this is so ridiculous and I love every second of it. In in including and at the top of my list that <laughs> the two things we talked about guy in hamster wheel. Which if you Google it, I wanted to send like an animated GIF of that guy. Get he's got a name. He's just like his name, the ball guy. And he's got like a born and death day. And it's like, he's got an internet. He's got a Wikipedia page. Um, and the part where the big Meg eats the little Meg and, and the wall all in one shot. And there, there's just some utterly 
ridiculous points, none of which are so are bad. They don't they don't take you out of the movie for me. And um, I've seen a lot of Statham movies. This is my favorite role for him mm. for for me. Um, I don't particularly like him in the bad guy role in any of the Fast and Furiouses. This is this is this Crank. I liked a lot, but but for other reasons that that movie was batshit also i mean maybe i just like him in batshit movies his name was chev chelios remember <laughs> oh i'm chev chelios, chelios. <laughs> still, now i'm gonna die yeah, still still the best name maybe may, maybe i would have given this a four if they had named him chev chelios <laughs> sounds like a hockey player from the calgary flames yeah, in the yeah 80s. exactly uh okay um you will see the Meg too. Are, does this um, inspire you to watch like other potentially dumb shark movies like Sharknado? Absolutely not. Yeah, I wouldn't say oh. so. I kind of want to see Sharknado now. Do it. No, I, just like I said, this this particular something about this particular movie or these couple of movies, like it just like made me want to see it, but I, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not falling in love with the genre or anything like that. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of ads for the Meg 2 now because you've watched the trailers? Uh, where? No. I don't know where I would get those ads. <laughs> I don't know. On the I YouTubes? Gotta, oh, I, guess gotta, you, I guess you're, you're ad-free on YouTube. Yeah. Are you kidding? That's the only way to the only way to watch YouTube is without ads. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you, buddy. No. No ads. Uh, it's been a minute. We've put some content out. Anybody um, send us some emails, Nish? Yeah, we can go through that. Uh, first, uh, a quick email, actually. Um, so, uh, this email is from Hannah and I think it's just a question. I'm assuming maybe this is referencing the summer session episode that you guys did about Spider-Man across the universe. Um, but, um, basically she just asked two questions, um, which are one, uh, what was your favorite animated movie when you were growing up? And two, oh. what is your favorite animated movie now? Ooh. And I can understand the differences there because, you know, there are a lot of movies that have come out since we were adults that are animated. Um, oh, so many animated stuff when we were kids was like TV after school TV shows. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the like question the, the is movie. movie. Uh, you know, we could stretch that, though, obviously, if we uh, wanted. I mean, I really, really. And I still really like the, the the Robin Hood with the foxes. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Watch the shit out of that movie, and um, I always liked American Tale. American Tale might be mine. I, I was trying to think of like what did I watch when I was a kid, like you know, because because it's all like when we were kids, like little kids, like that's like pre Disney Renaissance, right? Like Little Mermaid came out when we were like nine or ten, like somewhere around there. So it's like it's we we're kind of talking about before that. And yeah, I really liked American Tale. Was that Disney or DreamWorks or who was it? It was uh, Don Bluth, right? The, the guy who did All Dogs Go to Heaven and stuff like that. Like, right. I, don't, I don't know what the studio was, but it was like his animation group huh. um, did that. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right, though, because like a lot of the stuff I would watch that were cartoons otherwise were like not movies like they were cartoon cartoons like it was like like looney oh. tunes and like tom and jerry and like the smurfs and like uh right. big panther you know like stuff like that like i had a, I had a little video cassette that had like a ton of episodes of that stuff and huh. i would just play it over and over and over again um but i can't really think of any like are there any old disney movies other well you said robin hood i'm trying to think if there are any others that like i watched when i was a kid and liked like i definitely watched some but like i wouldn't say there were ones that it's like oh, i gotta watch really over and over. fucking those are fucking old ones right the cinderella yeah like sleeping cinderella beauty, sleeping blah, beauty blah. yeah snow white like lady in the pinocchio the I, watched a, I watched a lot of pinocchio, pinocchio was huh? weird yeah. Pinocchio was such a like like as a kid i feel like all that like there's that whole part where he gets like kidnapped and taken to the island and all that and he grows a donkey's ears and all that stuff where it's like it's creepy it feels like a fever dream <laughs> a little bit when i remember it <laughs> I feel that way also I, about like Dumbo, like the, that part of Dumbo where it's like the pink elephants and all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was trippy. For some reason, like, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if this was my favorite animated movie as a kid, but like, it's the one that I think about. Um, 
is the Transformers movie. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Not necessarily because I loved it, but because I had access to it. Like, I had, like, you know, there was, like, it was, like, the thing where it's, like, oh, you go visit your grandparents and they have, like, two movies and, they, and you watch, you know, you watch them every time you go. So I've seen the Transformers movie, like, 10 times or, or 20 times or something. Um, and it's, it's also kind of an insane 80s movie. Um, but... But yeah, I, I I watched that movie a lot when I was a kid. There's so many weird things about that movie. Like like the voice cast is kind of bizarre. Um and then like the soundtrack is bizarre, right? Like if I remember correctly, totally. like like you got you got the touch, of course. Um and then Dare to be stupid, right? Like Weird Al had like yep. a song that plays like in a big part of the movie. Yeah, um, there's like a whole musical break for like three minutes right. in the in the movie, which is I, which yeah. is so weird. Like a Weird Al song just being part of a soundtrack, like an original Weird Al song, um, which is a great song. I mean, Dare, Dare to Be Stupid's a great song, but yeah, yeah, good call. Transformers a movie that was a movie that I like heard like I saw it so late, like not not late, like I was a grown up, but like, but like I feel like everybody I knew had seen that movie and I knew like all about it before I actually like got to see it at some point. Hmm. So it, it had been very much built up for me, that movie, which is a weird thing to say about Transformers, the movie, but like, that's how it was when you're really into Transformers and you're like seven years old or whatever. Favorite okay. cartoon now? Uh, Zootopia. Zootopia is a good, uh, is a good pick. I love that movie. Like, I, I don't count the other, the Pixar movies, right? I'm looking for animation. I mean, those are animated. I know, I know, I know it's computer animation, but so is a lot of the Disney stuff nowadays. I would, I would, I, like I, would, Toy I would count the Pixar I, movies. I really like Toy Story 3 a lot. I really like Up a lot. I think about it then if I'm going to count those, but yeah, I think of cartoons, it's, like, I really tough. like Super there, there are a lot of ones to pick from, I think. Yeah, it is tough. Like uh, the, the couple that jump out, like Moana and Encanto, both jump out. Oh, I love Moana too. You're right. Yeah. Damn it. Mo- Moana is probably like the one Disney movie I love more than my kid does. <laughs> Where I'm huh. like, let's watch Moana. And she's like, Dad, I'm kind of sick of that movie. I'm like, come on, let's watch it. Um, but honestly, like the Spider Verse movies are up there, man. Like, yeah, they, I, I, like, I was gonna say one of the ones I'm. I mean, I haven't seen the new one, but like the first one is one of the ones I would put in like the running. And um, yeah. I like second one's good. Yeah, and then there's like a few Pixar movies, like you said, like like Ratatouille's always been a favorite of mine, and yeah, I feel like I would put true. that in there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of good animated movies. We haven't like even touched on. Have you? Have you? Do you guys watch or have you guys watched like Miyazaki movies? Nope. Um, I've seen the big ones. I haven't seen them all. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I feel like that's that's like a big like hole in my like movie watching. We should watch them for this show. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've I've seen like Spirited Away, uh, Totor, my neighbor, my neighbor Totoro, Totoro, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, like, <clears throat> we made a concerted effort to get my kid into it. Um, you know, she liked those movies, but like didn't like totally fall in love with them. Got it. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've seen four or five of them. Fair enough. You like them? I like them. They don't like my kid. Like I, I, they don't have the same magical spell over me that they seem to have over some people who are just like really obsessed with them and think they're like the best thing ever. You know, I, I watch them. I'm like, yeah, I like that movie. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Snow the Meg. That's right. It's Snow the Meg. Yeah. Or yeah. That's Snow Transformers to, the movie. We need to lobby for a cartoon version of the Meg. All right, um, so that was that's our that, that's our question from uh, from our email bag, so to speak. So, if you guys want to send us questions or comments or observations or recipes, we're always oh good with, you know, recipes. A recipe. Why not? I'm um, looking for a good pecan pie recipe. There you go, or even a pecan pie. Would you would you be okay mm. with a pecan pie recipe? No, only pecan. Pe- All right, pecan. Fair enough. Please. You heard it here. Willie needs pecan pie. Uh, but you can send those to <clears throat> excuse me uh, don't send them to that send them to <laughs> talk to podflix at gmail.com 
Um, before we, I have one more thing before we get out of here that I want to bring up, um, which is I want to let you guys know that I am now someone who has seen all of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, wow. <laughs> Had you seen none of the Harry Potter movies? Uh, in rewatching them, I learned I had seen the first two, uh, previous because I remembered the first right. two, oh. two, maybe, maybe three, so maybe the, maybe the well, first let's, three. Let's, let's, I have seen none of the Harry yeah, Potter let's, movies. Let's, let's, let's peel back the curtain here for a second. You said before this, that you had a topic you wanted to talk about and that it might go for five minutes or it might go for half an hour. Yeah. If I have my way, we're going half an hour on this baby because <laughs> I got, I, I am a, I know much about Harry Potter. I have a lot to say about the Harry Potter movies. We, yesterday, I finished reading the very final Harry Potter book with my kids. And they have also seen all the movies except for the last one because we just finished the book. So we hadn't watched the last movie yet. Um, Yeah, so you have read all the books or did you see the movies without reading the books? No, I have read none of the books. Um, my my wife did the book reading with our kids. Got it. Um, so I was not involved in that. Got it. Got it. Um, so they've both read all the books. So you are, um, you are watching the movies on their own merits rather than, which I feel like makes a big difference. <laughs> um, yes, I don't yes. I don't know anything about the books. Yeah, nothing whatsoever. Um, and you know, it it was always a thing, and I always felt like, oh, this is like not for me or whatever, um, and kind of first of all like watching stuff with your kids or like through your kids eyes like changes your opinion of it very much like i feel like if i didn't watch this with my kid i would have a much different opinion of it than i do but it's like it's like silly and dumb and like oh my god the movie that that series starts out absolutely dreadful in my opinion like the first few of those movies are really bad like i know the kids are really young they're terrible. Like the plot is terrible. Like, like the movies, like, and I know they, like Christopher, Chris Columbus made the first few and at a certain point he gave up control. Um, and then they got way better. Yes. Um, once, once he the stepped first, out. Yeah. Like, the the first two movies, the <clears throat> uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, I feel like they are simultaneously like the most faithful in terms of like exactly what happens in the books but they like okay. have no they, they feel so like leaden at the same time yeah they really do they just like kind yeah. of drag and drag and they just yeah and, and i think the second one's worse than the first one probably um like like the first one at least what it has going forward is a little bit of like the entrance to like this world kind of thing um mm-hmm. yeah and i agree with you i think i think like then he leaves and the next movie is alfonso Cuaron, and and it's like very different. <laughs> like it, yeah. it has it has much more of like a feel of someone trying to do something with the material. And it helps that like you know the kids are getting older, the themes are getting more mature in the movies, um, and like so that that also helps. Um, I will say we did make it like um, gosh, I don't remember which movie it is, but there's a scene. I, I think it's in like the sixth movie or something where Harry and Dumbledore are on like a little island and Dumbledore needs to like drink the Yeah, we the we, magic we, water. we 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 may or not we, we may or may not spoil like big Harry Potter stuff here as we talk. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm watched, not intending to spoil it. No, 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 but I'm just yeah, saying yeah. we may yeah. Yes. Anyway, there's yes, a scene the, the 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 cave scene, sure. Yeah. Sure. That scene was too much for my kid. We we had to take like a two week break from the movies. Um and then and then come back and finish them. But other than that, like she was able to like roll with the rest of the movies. Um, it it this might be a hard question to ask because I don't know how I don't know how much in a row you watched all these movies. But um, there are eight movies. What like if you had to pick out a couple that were your favorites or or that you thought were the best, like relatively, which ones which ones might you name? And even if you just remember what happens in them rather than the names themselves. So. It's tough because the way we watched these movies, like, like, like we, my kid became ex- obsessed with them. So what we did was we watched essentially half a movie a night and then watch, you know, over whatever, 16 nights yeah, 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 sure. with, a, with that break in the middle. Right. Um, but essentially watched it that way. So they do all like, 
they all they do they do all super run together but i feel like i want to say the fifth one um if that's the one there's the one with like the fifth one they, they, the fifth one is the one with dolores umbridge that's the fifth one the one with the time turner that's the one that i like that's the, best. the third one that is my favorite movie <laughs> okay yeah so, I, don't, is, I don't yeah. remember what the it third is. one yeah. that's it's the one with alfonso Cuarón. the one that alfonso Cuarón directed um fair enough no <clears> yeah no wonder yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's got time travel in it which is which i'm kind of a sucker for and i actually feel Me like too. it's done fairly well like it's like they they, they 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 do a very good job i think through like the two times they go through the same thing of like foreshadowing stuff and having things come back and like mean something later on yeah they 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 pull it off mm -hmm. they pull off the time travel stuff and, and yeah so i did so i did mm -hmm. like that um and it and, and and that movie has a very good i mean the book really but like it has a good twist like i i, I would yeah. say yeah so that, that was probably my, that was probably my favorite one i think i do think i do think the series kind of ends kind of weekly um like for one thing, like, and again, I don't, I don't, this isn't, this is technically a spoiler for the end, but not really, but you know, they have to like kill the seven thingies and they don't show the movies don't show all of that happening They're Right. And like, right. And like, we kept stopping the movie and like rethinking and having to recount because they're like, they'd like do one of them and be like, okay, there's four left. I'm like, wait, there's four left. Yeah. And then like, they get one more and they're like, okay, there's only two left. And I'm like, wait, there's only two left. Like they just got yeah. like, there, there are a few things that like the movies do. I mean, we could get into a lot of details and I, I probably don't want to, you know, bore anybody. And, and also it's like, it just becomes a rant at that point, but it's like, there are things that necessarily like movies have to like cut stuff, obviously from books always. And you know, those books are pretty long. Those like last four books. Right. Sure. Um, and so it makes sense that you'd cut some stuff, but I do feel like they cut some things that like, just don't explain a whole lot. Like, like um, one of the things is like in the half blood prince, which is the sixth movie, sixth book, the, the, which is the one with the cave scene you were talking about, but it's basically the one where Harry um and Dumbledore have these like special meetings and they look through these memories and like find out and stuff like there are way more memories in the book it's one of my mm -hmm. favorite parts of the book because it like goes in detail into like Voldemort's life and like who he was as a kid and through that you are able to figure out and he Harry and Dumbledore are able to figure out what the Horcruxes probably are and like none of that is in the books and it's like in in the movie it's like all of a sudden it's just like yeah there's this cup and it's like how the hell did they know that was a, like like it's like like there are things like that where it's just like it's like okay i guess this is a horcrux and it's like you, you know or, or or like he just shows them thinking it or something i, I don't know like there's i don't even remember right. exactly how they do that but it's like there are shortcuts they take and i understand like that they had to do some of that but it's like i don't, I don't feel like it's very elegantly done personally i i feel like no it's like it, it is like Dumbledore's been traveling. It's like, oh, you've been researching this while you've been traveling, right? And he's like, yes, I have. And it's like, here's what I've learned. And it's like, oh, okay. Right, right. Um, and, he, you know, he travels in the book too, but it's like, there, a, a lot of that is like these, like, I think in the movie, they have like two lessons together. Like one where it's like the kid Voldemort memory, where like, where, mm -hmm. where he's meeting him for the first time. And then the one with like Horace Slughorn, where he like tampered with the memory and like Harry has to get the real one to figure out like what happened. Oh, yeah. But and and it's like there's like eight other memories in the book that they go through. Like there's a lot of stuff, and it's like yeah, I I totally understand why you wouldn't need be able to put all that stuff in. But it's kind of cool. It's like my favorite part of that book. It's because it's just it's kind of fascinating and like kind of well done and like things fit together really well. Um, and it's a little bit of a shame that it's kind of like yeah, and then they kind of just like push it forward. Um, I also really don't like. It, this is a common like of, of anyone who's like a book reader of the Harry Potter things this is a pretty common complaint is that the the way that the again big spoiler but whatever the way that Harry kills Voldemort in the end is like completely it's it's like completely antithetical to like what happens in the book like not only is it not what happens in the book but it's almost like the opposite which is like in the movie they have this like huge random like fight where they're just like like as hard Shooting as they can with it. yeah exactly yeah. and then like Voldemort like disintegrates and in the book it's like the way he the way he triumphs is like a little like 
it's it's not something that it would work very well for the screen where it's like it's kind of like he is able to like through like various things he was like taught from Dumbledore like figured out himself or whatever he's able to kind of like outsmart him in a way quote unquote and like mm. like and but the most important part is that it's like when Voldemort dies in the book he just dies and his body's just like there and that's like a very important thing because the whole point is that it's like he was just a dude like it's like he's not some mm. special like in the end he was just a man and he's dead and there's his dead body and I feel like the fact that he like disintegrates like crazy in the but it's like this is like the opposite of like like the point they're trying to make in the in the book, and it's okay, like so I do I do want to bring up something else about the last movie too, which is the last movie is called the Deathly Hallows, and they explain what the Deathly Hallows are to no fucking payoff whatsoever. Like it doesn't fucking matter what they what they are, and then like there's a, there's just there was a scene where like he gets the resurrection stone, right. And I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Like, he has to, like, he's got part of Voldemort in him. He's got to die. He's going to let himself get killed. And then the Resurrection Stone is going to bring him back. And, like, like that was, like, right leading into that scene was, like, when we paused it for the night or whatever. So, like, you were like, my kid were talking about yeah. it. And she's like, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, like, that's a great, like, yeah. And then we watched the movie. And it's like, oh, he has, like, a quick flashback. Or, like, he has a quick vision of some ghosts. And he drops the stone on the ground. And it's just like why is this movie called the deathly house? Like this is what the movie is called and it doesn't seem to matter. Right. Right. Um, and, and again, I think the book does a better thing of like sort of fleshing that out a little bit. Um, well, because also at the beginning of the movie, it was like Voldemort's like on a hunt for a wand. Like he right. can't use his wand because his wand and Harry's wand cancel each other out or whatever. And then like fucking Hermione like sits on Harry's wand and breaks it. And it's like, all right, well, I guess we just undid that whole plot point. But like, they never do like like it like it's like i don't know this 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 pointless thing where it's like voldemort cares about he needs a special wand because only the special wand can kill harry potter but it's like no but harry's wand is broken like you could just use your regular wand and fucking kill him but like that never comes up again right and it's just it's just stuff like that where it's just like it it gets like i said like i don't feel like they nail the ending of those movies no no i i definitely think they they did not I, th I think the best thing about those movies to me is I, I do think that the casting is pretty spot on, like across the board. Like they, they really got the right people for like almost pretty much every part. And, you know, even though the kids, like you said, are kind of horrible in the first couple movies in the end, they picked three pretty good kids. So like considering they were just picking kids pretty much randomly to play those three characters, it's like they ended up pretty good, like which they you know, could have been a lot worse. I, I was surprised as the movies go on how much Ron is not actually around, which is not like, which is not the case in the books. Like that, oh, really? Because that, that like... is that's a big complaint of people who read the books and don't read the movies is that a lot of Ron's lines and Ron's things are given to Hermione in the movies because oh, I think they just wanted to I don't know like pop up Emma Watson I guess I don't know because it's not like Rupert Grint is like bad he's 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 pretty good I think I think like I feel like he his energy is like kind of like it's it's nice like he has this kind of goofball energy that i feel like actually is like pretty good to have it's good like the the few times they lead into it but they right don't they don't lead into it, into it enough yeah agreed it's like oh ron's hurt oh ron's bad he stomps off he's right, gone for right, half the right. movie like yeah ron's portrayed as like a bit of a doofus in in the in the movies and i feel like he has like he has like some real like heroic moments and points in the book books that are just like taken away completely um, which is kind of annoying. So the last thing I'll say is the movie, like even I knew about this, but like the whole series ends with a time jump, right? Right. Um, of, I forget what it is now, 20 19, years, 30 19 years. years. Like I said, 19 like years. I said, I read this last night <laughs> to my kids. Okay. Yeah. So they are coming and, and you know, they, they age up all the actors and not very well. Um, but they're coming up on the actual time frame, like between when they made the movie and like when the time jump was supposed to happen. They are fucking insane if they don't reshoot that ending with the actors at their actual age. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Like, like you know, there's like a whole thing about like, oh, you know, changing movies after they're out and all the stuff, blah, blah, blah. This is a case where they should absolutely reshoot those last three minutes. Like even give it, like make it an option or whatever, but like, they should totally do that. Yeah. 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 I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear your thoughts on it, just because, like I said, it's like as someone who had read the books, like it's like I I'm not a huge fan of the movies because like I it's very hard for me to just not see all the parts where it's just like, uh, like, why did you choose to do this? Or like, why? You know, it's like I, I focus on like or or like parts where it's like the book scenes are really good. And then the movie version of it kind of falls flat, in my opinion. I feel that way about the scene where Dumbledore dies at the end of the sixth movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, that's a huge scene, obviously. And it's a huge plot point. And I don't feel, I just don't feel like the emotions there in the, in the movie, the way that you feel it in the book. Like it feels yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then, and there are also things like about the world that I could complain about, but like, <laughs> that's a broader the, the, thing. I, I, th- I think that yeah. doesn't, there, there are parts about the world that don't work in the books either. Like, J.K. Rowling, not a good world builder. Yeah, like the 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 two there's there's two I want to mention. One, Quidditch makes absolutely no fucking yes, sense. Like, agreed. I, I heard somebody describe it once as like, imagine if you watched an entire basketball game and then like somebody came in from the parking lot and was like, the game's over because I caught like a mouse that was in the parking <laughs> yep, lot. Yep. <laughs> it was like, yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I really can't get past whatever you call it, like the the the, the language they use for spellcasting. Sure. It sounds like even the movies drop it at a certain point. And like, I, I, I even asked like, wait, how come they're not saying spells anymore? They're just casting them. And, right. They, they, and I think there is some of that in the movie where it's like, as you get older, like you learn how to do like nonverbal spells. But like, they also like the, the books still have like, like them saying stuff. This as is well, very much like, like the, the same names. spells. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I think the names are dumb and it sure. sounds dumb. Like yelling them sounds dumb. And like, it just, they just sound dumb. Yeah. And like it's a little kid thing, and like you know, kids like it, and like sure. whatever. I'm not going to judge it. Like kids, kids are into it. And right. It's right. not, f- it's not for me, and that's fine. Yeah. But it is. Dumb. It is. I I totally agree. And then the very last thing I want to say is, so we watched all those. My kid loved them all. I told her there were more. She's like, let's watch it. We made it halfway through the first Fantastic Beast movie. And she's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I have only watched. Yeah, I've watched that movie. I've not watched anything since then. And that's how I felt about that movie. Like, and and I'm someone who has problems with the Harry Potter movies, but like I watched that one, and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to watch another one of these. Like, this is I, I, I don't like I, this I, at I, all. <laughs> it's it's bad, but I I do need to finish. Like, even I can't abandon the entire movie halfway through. I need to finish the movie. Sure. Um, Did but, you? Yeah. It's I haven't yet, right. but it's it's real bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it it really is. Willie, I think there we're done. <laughs> it's good. Right. I got a five. I got a five minute. Yeah, nap I was gonna say. Time. I saw. I was. I was like, I think he might actually be asleep. <laughs> I think I did. I drifted off. Did you see the head bobs? Yeah, I, I did. I, I couldn't tell if those were performative or actual. <laughs> actual head bobs. Nice. Good job. What you do? You like those Harry Potter movies? Well, I'll listen later. Yeah, Man. you can. You can. You can hear when you're mixing it or whatever. Uh, I don't listen to this. Show. Yeah, that's fair. Thank <laughs> you.